Peace fam, I'm just passing through. This is the first episode of the Unsocial Media Project, which I started in order to unplug, kind of reconnect with self, and because I felt like it was necessary to just kind of step away from a lot of the content uh, and the energies that were being shared over the the network and the platform of, of social media. Um, and I, I feel deeply, I'm a very sens- sensitive person. I'm very sensitive to energies and I want to apologize for that. So this is something that I felt like was necessary for me and my own personal growth and my personal healing. And if I do say something that is uh, conducive to somebody else's journey, definitely pass it along. You know, this is, it's never been about me. It's always been about us. So, and I, a lot of times as of late, I've, I feel like I've been put in certain situations as a medium you know, for people to actually be able to just to be somebody other people can relate to. You know, I realize that I'm I'm put on certain paths and I'm I'm made to experience certain things, maybe only for the sake of sharing my experience with someone else who may be experiencing the same thing and may not know how to process what they're going through. So um and and this is another thing that's I find really interesting is um the fact that our differences make us more alike than not, you know, but they're the things that keep us so divided as people because even reflecting things about each other, it's like we can't stand to see those things about ourselves. So what do we do? We we cause, you know, diversions. We cause distractions between one another because the uncomfortable things, the heavy topics are things that we don't want to address about ourselves. We see other people, you know, resembling these things that we also can relate to, but we don't want to talk about it. And a lot of times it gets swept under the rug as being taboo. So I'm, I wanted to make the first episode about depression because this is something that's affected me heavily for years. Um, so what is depression? Depression is complex. Uh, symptoms actually look like uh, an array of different things. So it can be something different for, for everybody. But an overall view of depression, uh, the symptoms look like extreme sadness or loss of interest for the most part. Um, It can spill over into poor appetite, difficulty sleeping, suicidal or homicidal thoughts. And they can also be triggered by a combination of biological, psychological and social stressors, which ultimately lead to an altered neurological circuits of the brain. And anybody can be affected by this. So it's not specific to any one particular person. Uh, Dealing with depression personally, my depression stems from social rejection, you know, not fitting into one particular social group, definitely sexual abuse, social injustice as a whole, you know, when it does come to certain groups that I I do subscribe to, the psychological abuse, uh, post-traumatic stress as a result of the sexual abuse, prejudice and discrimination all play a, a part in you know my experience, my personal experience with depression. Also, uh, part of what led me to the On Social Media Project was the subconscious programming done by social media. It makes people more concerned about what's going on in other people's lives rather than confronting what ails us and what, what really triggers us in facing those issues face-to-face or inwardly first before we give our opinions and our our conclusions, you know, or our remedies. And what we give our energy and attention to may not, may not even have a benefit, 
you know, which is essentially a sensory sensory overload to keep us entrapped in the vicious cycle of sweeping heavy topics under the rug, you know, and then it just becomes a matter of, you know, just masking the pain. And we should be taking a, a more pathological approach, especially when it comes to our own mental health, because what we feed off of affects our our mentality just as well as our, our physical form and our physical bodies. And I also feel like the psychological abuse from sexual trauma is a cycle uh, that was passed down through generations and generational cur- curses, which is why I feel like it's so important for me to do my work and to do my healing so that certain things aren't passed down to my children on a cellular level. Um, And seemingly, you know, these issues have been a part of our narrative and our cultural fabric as indigenous people for so long that we continue to inflict injustice on ourselves by not speaking our truth, you know, and what we believe will be exactly what we live, whether subconsciously or outwardly. So, I know that we're expected to just kind of overcome and that goes, that ties into that social fabric of ours that we're, we're subject to certain traumas. And I say traumas, like I use that word broadly because it's so many different things that play into that, but we experience so many different things and we're just expected to just kind of brush over it, you know, get over it or we tuck it in. We don't talk about it. We don't discuss it. We feel ashamed, you know, and there is a lot of victim shaming. There's a lot of guilt and humiliation that comes along with expressing, you know, the things that you actually experience as a human. And ironically, I used to find comfort, believe it or not, by seeking connections with people via the Internet and, you know, talking to people online, even though I may not have seen them face to face. But I've as an empath and as an introvert, I found that it was easier for me to communicate and connect with people by writing as opposed to sparking up a conversation in person. And that had a lot to do with the confidence or the lack of confidence that I had due to some of these traumas that I've experienced. But as of late, I guess over a period of time of doing my healing and trying to to rebuild certain things within myself, I've established the fact that, you know, it's just the opposite. I crave more meaningful per- interpersonal face-to-face conversations with people. You know, I much rather share space, you know, when I'm having a conversation with somebody rather than having a screen between us. And again, uh, a lot of the social media tactics play play into that. And what makes it more interesting to me is that when I go out um seeking you know, some type of connect, you know, just wanting to feel like I'm a part of society. Sometimes it's, it's very discouraging when every morning I accompany my children to the bus stop and sometimes my neighbor's children. And, you know, I'll see a group of parents standing out there. And I was always taught that if you're someone coming into a space where there's already people, you should greet whoever's there first. And I try to make a conscious effort to do that and instill that in my children for more moral character. And so I speak to these people. Sometimes they'll ignore me. Sometimes they'll return the greeting. What what I find is really ironic is the fact that some of these women are actually Muslim. And I've greeted them with the greeting of peace, the greeting of salam. But I just, it's not reciprocated. And I don't know if it's because I'm not from where they're from 
and you know the the cultural background isn't the same but I don't know it it is I mean unfortunately it does contribute to my depression you know um and I mean I I make I don't even have a, a sound answer as to why, you know, th- these things happen or why this is the way it is. But I'm the only one out there with skin as dark as I have, you know, and sometimes these women will look right at me, won't say anything, walk right past me to go speak to another parent. So it it, de- it definitely does have an effect on me on a daily uh, basis. So what I learned is that I have to elevate my energy when I go into certain situations, knowing that I could be triggered by something like that um, before going into these these spaces and these environments, I have to elevate my energy. And in order to to remain at a certain frequency inward so that, you know, I'm not as affected by it. Sometimes it's OK, to be honest, like sometimes because I'm an introvert, I don't always feel like conversing or engaging in conversation. But, you know, it's just it's just the the principle of treating people the way you want to be treated. So I found that number one, identifying your triggers will definitely help. Um, the, I know the best way to cure something is by prevention. And you may not always be able to change the past, but you can rescript it or you can rewrite it. So when certain thoughts formulate within your mind when it comes to depression, because it does have a lot to do with how things have happened to us and it may be things that we're still holding on to or may be unable to let go of because we don't know how to. And it, it, it plagues us because we, we start to formulate these thoughts and the brain forms patterns to continuously ruminate on these things. So forgiveness is key in this situation. Start off with yourself, you know, forgive yourself for whatever thoughts, whatever negative thoughts that you've been feeding yourself or feeding off of whatever guilt, whatever shame, whatever discomfort that has stemmed from that, that you may not have even had control over during that situation. Forgive yourself for not getting the the help that you needed. And breaking your old way of thinking is, is extremely hard. You know, once the brain forms patterns, it's extremely hard to break those patterns, but it is the most important and it's the most liberating, you know, once you're able to gain control over that or the the, the cycle of thoughts. And um, I also took a, a few notes as to how to elevate your energy as it relates to the five senses, because I'm a very sensual person and I wanted to do something a little bit deeper than just surface level healing. So I found that creating a safe space for yourself, creating a healing space or healing environment will actually help satisfy your sense of sight. For me, when it rains, I love the sight. I love the smell. I love the sound. I love the feel of rain. It's a whole experience to me. And when it rains, I'm, I find myself extremely present in that moment. And I try to be as present as possible. You know, that's my meditation for me. Um, to satisfy my sense of touch, a lot of times I will write. A lot of times I'll paint just to express myself and to release that form or that, that energy of depression, you know, when it, when there is nothing else, a lot of foods that actually help fight against depression are raw fruits, vegetables, uh, food from the earth, dark leafy vegetables, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin D, exposure to the sun and exercise actually help and aid in depression. 
and, or fight against depression, and they all have a positive effect on the brain. To satisfy your sense of smell, I found that more citrusy scents like lemongrass or citronella, those are all mood uh, boosters as well. And the sense of sound will actually be a correlation to like a, a meditation, you know, whether meditating in silence or meditating in nature, you know, like I mentioned as, as a, as a, a way to meditate um, in the rain. And those are all things that I found helpful, you know, in my, in my healing process, in my journey and facing depression um, when other, other resources may not be so much available. But, um, I want to leave you guys with this poem because I I feel like it's relevant during this time um, with the energy that I've been I've been sensing and sometimes having these extreme bouts of depression. I wrote this poem years ago and it's actually still relevant today. And this poem is called Breaking. So it goes like this. There is no easy way to break. That's what I tell myself before breaking in the silence of my solitude at the bottom of emptiness, a rock hard place where I'm the only one who knows how I got here and there is no escape. Got me feeling like these are the breaks and there's only faith, but faith is breaking away by the letter as if someone might find me in pieces and decide not to put me back together. As if my words don't have wings and jade stone was made of feathers. As if showing you how I break might make these open wounds feel better. But it feels like blues over breakbeats and H1N1 flu under the weather. Night falls with every breath I take before day breaks into the morning. Like when a poet breaks into a poem and flash floods the stage without warning. I am never completely broken up, nor down. I break open, speaking the language we've been generally warned to leave unspoken. I break through internal scars because external cuts are noticed. So I break my self-inflicted incisions, facing the result of bad decisions. Bearing wounds covered in permanent ink, each line bleeding with precision. I've been self-medicating for centuries, so this is not an intervention. I am breaking all codes of ethics. I am both junkie and physician, so I write my own prescription. And as far as long as I can remember, I've been breaking between my ego and inner prison, spending countless nights breaking between pages of scripture and religion, searching for one line of truth that reflects me like prisms, not finding anyone willing to break with me like water cycles that unfold themselves freely over dry land. So I stand half human, half damned. No umbrella to cover me. I break like every raindrop that gently breaks into my hand, soft and wet. And I'm reminded of broken promises I wish I could forget. Promises that broke from behind smiles of faces I wish I never met. So I break for the beautiful moments in life that were too short, like cigarettes. I break for the shy poet. I break for the genius who thinks outside the books because Webster can never describe us. I break for the nerd who was never too cool to break in the cold glare of silence. I break for the mother who lost her son to police brutality, stopped the violence. I break like dry buds over a bed of brown leaves and go up in flames like purple haze, violet. I break for what used to be forever, turned out to be never again. I break for the self-proclaimed philosopher who takes mental notes with a feather pen. I break for the sinner who needs reassurance and redemption, my brethren. 
because breaking feels more beautiful than unlocking freedom without a key. I embellish in a silence surrounding me and just break free. <laughs>